at Sifpop. We're your movie friends. But are friends really friends? If you don't know them, so grab a popcorn and head over to our row so we can share movies like friends do. There's always room for more movie friends. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the writer's room. Hello and welcome to Sif Pop Writers Room. I'm your host, Aaron, but not that Aaron, of course. And today I'm joined by Sif Pop Writers, Joe. Hey, how's it going? As well as Frank. Howdy. Joe and Frank uh, writing for the site. Uh, this episode is late. Sorry about that. But uh, we're dealing with uh, three different schedules and three different time zones and people working three different shifts. So, um, yeah, I mean, but hopefully there was a, a bullet train review and an interview with uh, film archivist uh, James Mikowski on on the feed but since the last episode. So hopefully gave you some stuff to check out, um, you know, in between. But uh, and by the way, I'm really proud of that interview. So um, if you're interested at all in film restoration, uh, give that a listen and go give James a follow over on Twitter. Um, but anyway, we write for SifPop.com. We do movie reviews, best ever challenges, lots of other fun articles. Uh, like that so make sure to check out the website sifpop.com to keep up with that and uh, on to the podcast today we'll talk about two coming attractions uh, this will be weird because like these movies are already out like we're recording on Sunday so like you know normally we talk about these before they're released but um, whatever it's not like this is like a Marvel movie or whatever you know um, so yeah it'll be fine um, and I don't think any of us have seen either of them right no I've not seen film movies yet. Cool. So it shouldn't matter. Um, other than I guess word of mouth is out there, but I don't. I haven't been on Twitter the last two days. I don't know if people are talking about either of these movies. Anyway, um, then once we're done talking about the movies, we'll get we'll get on to talking about uh, a comic book film. Frank made us watch Catwoman. So um, what? <laughs> you picked it. Did not. <laughs> You picked uh, it by giving giving me the option of picking it. That's fair. That, yeah, um, that might be true. I knew it. <laughs> I, I literally told Joe, I was like, he's either going to pick Catwoman or Howard the Duck. And I, w- I was right. Uh, so <laughs> we'll talk about Catwoman. And then for the B plot, we're going to answer the question, how do we actually like make a good Cat- Catwoman movie? So, um, yeah. Um. And then we'll, uh, that's the B-plot, and then we'll do the spinoff. So, quick recommend or warn from each one of us. But first, let's get a chance to to know our writers this week. They've been on the show a couple times. Joe's a monthly guest. Frank's a every schedule guest. Um, I, guys, Thank I want to know, what are your opinions? <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to know, what are your opinions on uh, the Marvel Comic-Con news? Uh, primarily, I mean, I know we saw some trailers specifically, and then you're like, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever was a thing, but... Um, but like, what, what was your opinions on, what are some projects you'd be excited for about the, the reveals, um, that, that happened at Comic-Con this year? We, we got phase four kind of outlined, um, which we're already in the middle of phase four. And then we got phase five, um, announced, and then they even announced the beginning and end of six. Um, so I just want to run through some things real quick. Um, She-Hulk is start streaming, uh, in like a couple of days. Uh, and then there's secret invasion. Uh, that's not actually what I was looking for. What's that graphic I'm looking for? Um, there we go. I think that's it. Uh, yeah. So that's some stuff coming up. Uh, and then where's the fate? Dang it. Phase four. Uh, and they're calling this the multiverse saga too. This phase 
four, five, and six thing, right? Um, all right, so here we go. I found the picture. Um, so we got the She-Hulk is coming up, and then we got Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Uh, Miss Marvel's already out. And then I think isn't isn't phase four ending with the Thunderbolts? No, that's phase five. Dang it, I'm I think ahead. I think phase four officially ends ends with uh, Wakanda Forever. Okay. Yeah, that looks right. All right. Thanks. I finally got this sorted out. I should have had this prepared, but I didn't. But I didn't ah, yeah, yeah, so just She-Hulk and then and then Wakanda Forever. That'll be that. Phase five will be Ant-Man and the Lost Quantumania, and then Secret Invasion on Disney Plus, and then Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 and Echo on Disney Plus. Loki season two, the Marvel's uh, Blade, and then the Ironheart that'll be on Disney Plus, and then uh, Agatha um, is apparently getting a show on Disney Plus, and then uh, the Daredevil reboot, uh, like uh, under like Kevin Feige's control, uh, Daredevil Born Again. Uh, not, I think for all intents and purposes, this is a sequel, not a reboot. Uh, Daredevil Born Again, and then we get Captain America: New World Order, and then the Thunderbolts will round out Phase Five. Starting off phase six with um, Fantastic Four and then ending with the King Dynasty and Secret Wars, two Avengers titles. Anyway, in case you hadn't seen, uh, I want to know what are some projects you're excited about? What are some projects you really couldn't care about? What's your overall opinions on the the panel? Joe, why don't you give us some thoughts? Yeah, um, I'm already extremely excited for She-Hulk. Um, I'm a big She-Hulk fan. I love the John Byrne run in the 80s, uh, late, late 80s. I like the Dan Slott run in the uh, 2000s. So I'm incredibly excited for the character, and I kind of like the direction they're already going. Um, being a fan of the comic books, her breaking the fourth wall and whatnot, um, just the overall kind of tone that I've seen from uh, the material they've released so far. So we're extremely excited for that. Um, yeah, everything else on the slate, I've I've been really uh, positive on a lot of the stuff they've released uh, for this prior phase or for this phase that we're still currently in, mm-hmm. with the exception of the Eternals. I thought that was pretty messy, uh, but everything else I've I've enjoyed uh, to some degree. Yeah, but yeah. Some other projects. Yeah, I mean, of course, Daredevil: Born Again. Uh, kind of a weird subtitle since they kind of tackle the Born Again uh, story in the last season of Daredevil. But um, yeah, well, I'll take it. And uh, being a big Captain America fan, you know, I'm really excited about New World Order. Um, I really liked the Falcon and Winter Soldier a lot. Um, so, is New World Order like a comic run? Like. To me, I get nothing from the title of that. I mean, I know this is supposed to be Sam Wilson as Captain America, which you know he becomes at the end of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, like, so this is supposed to be, I guess, a new era. But like, is New World Order a, co- a common? Like, can we ex- do we do does the does the name New World Order give you any idea of maybe a villain to expect or a storyline to deal with or anything like that? I want to say nothing comic book related, but to related to the Falcon and Winter Soldier, the fact that Sharon Carter is now integrated within the government again. Mm. Uh, I think that's there's going to be a huge fallout with that, and especially since Sam kind of vouched for her, that there's going to be a big fallout of like uh, his credibility as Captain America. I think that's going to be questioned since he helped her. Uh, sure, kind of reestablish herself. So I'm I'm seeing some type of like connected tissue there, almost kind of like. Uh, almost a follow-up to Captain America, the winter soldier where there's, you know, there's a lot of political intrigue and there's a lot of like uh, kind of cloak and dagger stuff happening in the background. Yeah. I mean, I get some like vibes that the winter soldier was going for like a political thriller, but like, it's hard for me to get excited about a project like this when it's, when we don't know anything about it. I mean, I'm excited, but yeah, Frank, what are some things you're looking forward to or just, or just questioning or overall thoughts on the roadmap or whatever. But 
it was weird watching this uh, Comic Con panel because I realized I really don't like. I'll enjoy watching TV shows, but to me, it's all just becoming a giant blur with everything that they're doing over there. So I'm only I mainly just focus more on the movie side of it. Sure, but I don't know. I think like my biggest excitement right now is her uh, Quantumania. Just because interesting first Ant-Man, I wasn't that big of a fan of, but it's grown on me over time. That second one, it just hit me in all the right places because it just, they were just having fun with it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of excited to see where they go with it. Um, the Marvels, that's another movie I'm, I'm excited for, even though I didn't really care for Miss Marvel, the TV show. It didn't. I didn't connect with this show until probably the final episode. And I just feel like that entire season was more of just them wanting to already establish her character just for the movie, which I get. I mean, that's kind of the point of it. Mm -hmm. But, um, and then I'm excited about the uh, Phase 6 Two Avengers movies that they announced. And I just have my own series or my own theory about it because I find it weird that they announced like both the titles kind of like right away. And last time they did it was back when they were going to do Infinity War Part One and Two. Then they change, then they mix that up title wise. So I feel with them announcing them back to back like that, it's really just going to be another one movie kind of split up into two. Sure. And. I don't think they really want us to quite figure out where they're going to be taking it. Because like, they're, like, they're calling this saga at home the multiverse saga, which I kind of feel like that may have not have been the plan from the start. Just because this phase kicked off, or no, the last phase ended with Spider-Man Far From Home. Right. And they mentioned the multiverse, but then the whole movie is about how the multiverse isn't real. And then now they're you know, leaning heavily into it. But at the start of this whole phase of this phase, I feel like that wasn't the intention. But then they're just kind of embracing it now. And I'm for it, but I don't know. I'm starting to feel maybe. Part of me is getting that whole MCU fatigue. Sure. Honestly, the stuff I'm mostly excited for is anything Spider-Man. Fair. Which, you you know, there's got to be a Spider-Man title in that phase six between Fantastic Four and Avengers. Probably a Spider-Man. I wouldn't be surprised if there's... Uh, I don't know. I think I would be surprised if there was Thor or or uh, Black Panther. Actually, um, like I feel like there's got to be a couple sequels to some projects, and it's just they wanted to announce all the like original or like pressing, like coming out soon stuff. So, yeah, I gotta imagine there's some sequels there, but it's hard. It's hard to feel like they'll have a sequel to something that like recently came. I mean, this is. I mean, this is still only like two three years away. So, uh, this is a very short timeline. Anyway, uh, my overall thoughts are just, I'm, I'm really excited about Guardians of the Galaxy 3, um, Secret Invasion, and Daredevil. And honestly, the rest of it, I feel like I could take and leave, which is like interesting because 
I can't remember the last time I was like n- not excited for Marvel stuff. And um, I think I'm just with you, Frank. Like I, I'm excited. Like there should be some good stuff coming out, and I'll watch all of it. But like it, it just felt different. Like when, whenever, um, uh, whenever they announced all the Phase Three leading up, leading up to Infinity, they announced it as Infinity War Part One and Two. Like that, that was like the most hype moment in fandom history for me. And uh, like I just like it was such a special feeling, and like. I didn't get that at all here. Like, and maybe it's because like now that they've done a lot of the like famous storylines, you know, like, like when, like the reveal after they announced infinity war part one and two, it's like, by the way, like we're doing this. It's like, Whoa. All right, let's go. And then they, and then they went and said that captain America serpent society is actually civil war that it's like, wait, we're doing civil war too. Like it just feels like they're getting, they've got a lot of their like popular stuff out there. So like, I mean, Kang is popular that, that's big and secret wars too but like i don't know like it's just hard for me to get excited it's really hard for me to get excited about uh, about agatha i don't know why that is a a project in the making um but like i don't know it's it's hard for me to get excited about echo or the marvels or even iron heart um i'm not the biggest fan of loki season one so it's hard for me to get excited about that the the clo- you know, the more the more distance we get away from actually it being announced, now it's actually reality. Like the less excited I get about a Fantastic Four movie every day, just because I don't know. It'll be fine until I see a casting, but I'm just I'm 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 perpetually afraid until they confirm a casting. You know, so um, and it's, and specifically a direction. It's really warranted too, like especially for Fantastic Four, they haven't had the best track record. So, I mean, the cast was fine in the uh, in. I, I would I would say both. Ver- I mean, I haven't seen the the John the 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 reboot the the middle the second one whatever the third thing. Oh, the Rise movie. of the Silver Surfer. No, I, I didn't see that one actually either. But I didn't see yeah, the um, fan, fan four stick. Fan four stick. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen fan four stick. But like Miles Teller probably wasn't the right cast for that. But like Michael B. Jordan and and Kate Mara, like that's that's yeah. and Miles Teller's a good actor. Like. I like I, I can't imagine I, I know a lot of that studio interference and so I, I'm, I'm I don't want to like pin anything on them but like that's not a a bad like casting choice any of them and uh and, like that original fantastic I mean given the era like you know with Jessica Alba Chris Evans and Michael Chiklis like that's, I that's not a bad cast and I really enjoy those two movies mostly because for what they are they were PG movies and they were really aimed at little kids. And, you know, I got four kids. So when they were young, even those fantastic four movies was kind of their introduction to superhero movies because they were nice and, you know, innocent, you know, except for, you know, naked Jessica Alba, which I'm, I'm all for that too. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I saw something floating on Twitter. I wanted to pull it up because this is about a month ago, but it was just like, um fandom on twitter just said like cast create your perfect fantastic four movie with the cast and i just i don't even remember who i said i looked back it's like yeah like if they announce that the daniels are doing the fantastic four movie like i'm totally in i don't i don't need any other thing the people that did everything ever all at once like if they're doing fantastic four perfect um there's there's only one thing i really want them to do i really want them to bring back chris evans as human torch and just it's, never it'll happen at some point. <laughs> oh, you mean never acknowledge that he was Captain America too? That that he looks kind of like him, but just 
Or just they should make jokes go. that, hey, you look kind of like Captain America. Yeah, like, yeah I get that a lot. <laughs> kind of like, like Steve. At one point, he says, I can do this all day, you know. Um, <laughs> no, that would be fun. I was just looking. I, I, yeah, I, I, I like my fantasy cast. Um, but it's just until I see a casting or until we get some actual other than just the movie is happening. I mean, I feel I feel same with X-Men, right? Like we know. And I, look, one of these projects has to be X-Men, right? Um like at least some yeah, sort of introductory sure. to X-Men. Um, so I, I, I got, I, a, I have a feeling that Joe, you're more familiar with the comics. I, I have a feeling that secret wars, like X-Men have to play a big part in that. Right. Well, yeah. Like a main component of secret wars, X-Men are a huge part of that. Like they literally have like the entire team there, the entire main team there. Like it would be very difficult to do secret wars without X-Men. Right. Yeah, you can, but it would feel kind of hollow. It'd be like, like you're gonna have. To, of course, you're gonna have to have Spider-Man in there. That would yeah. be ridiculous not to have Spider-Man in Secret Wars, since that's like the origin of the symbiote suit. And they kind of teed that up with the um, the last Spider-Man film, with the symbiote yep. a piece of it being held behind. So, yeah, I, I can't see them not having the X-Men kind of teed up by that moment. And plus, like they've already kind of introduced. This is kind of a spoiler if you haven't seen Miss Marvel, but they've kind of introduced mutants already so well and they have introduced mutants in the past i think i mean it, maybe not directly like i think i guess we'll see if it gets confirmed but like you know scarlet witch and quicksilver are mutants in the comics they were not allowed to call them mutants but i think there's still like wiggle room to still make them mutants um right yeah there's there's still a way to kind of like uh kind of slide that in and kind of retcon a few things to make that happen yeah, um, yeah. Back when Age of Ultron came out, the deal that they came out with Fox at the time and able to use those characters, they couldn't call them mutants. That's why they had to they start using the term enhancements. Yep. Yeah, and the and the trade off was they got to use Negasonic Teenage Warhead for Deadpool. That was the and and they also had to put a trailer for one of the X Men movies and Amazing Spider Man credits. Oh Spider-Man yeah, that was Days 2. of Future Past. Yeah. That. That was a weird thing to see in theaters, but it's just more hilarious to watch Amazing Spider-Man 2 at home, and when if you watch the end credits, and you know where they put the trailer, you know, they obviously didn't put it in the home release, but they still have that whole weird noise of, like, the credits cutting out and then randomly coming back in, hmm. and it's, it's just hilarious that they didn't, let's just make regular credits for that. <laughs> yeah, I like I just... shit. <laughs> Yeah, it's just it's hard to get excited about a lot of this stuff until we know more about it. I mean, we still don't know anything about Guardians of the Galaxy three other than the cast, and it's going to be Adam Warlock. Uh, like, the only thing we know about Blade is that Mahershala Ali will be Blade. Uh, we don't know. We know next to nothing yeah. about Captain America: <laughs> which, New World Order. It's going to be weird just because of Daredevil now being canon. Right, right, right. Well, and like we don't know anything about. Like I mean, we have we we can have ideas about where Loki season two is going to go, um, but like we don't we know literally nothing about Thunderbolts and um, you know and I don't know how much we know about Ant Man. I mean, Quantumania is um, uh, it's going to be Modok, right? It's going to be the the big villain. Right? I, yeah, I believe so. So um, yeah, and like we, we don't heard- know anything about Fantastic, like, literally nothing about Fantastic Four and. Um, I, I really want Spider-Man to be in Fantastic Four. I think it would fit. 
I, I feel like that's what, because, you know, John Watts was originally going to direct it, so I feel like maybe that's why they're going to have a minute, just because of how tied to Spider-Man he is. I but want... Now he's not in it, so who knows. I want Fantastic Four to introduce Professor X, Professor Xavier. Like, I think that would be a really nice, like, Mr. Fantastic and Professor X have been working in secret. Like you, 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 you don't do an origin for Fantastic Four. You have them established, but working in secret, and or like, at least not to the scale that the Avengers have been doing. So they've been and, quietly unnoticed for the last, you know, ten years. So you, you get like an established one, and then since since, and then you have a Professor X that have been has been doing, you know, the 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 school for gifted youngsters, um, well, for like me, in total secrecy. But them two kind of being buddy buddy and helping each other out. Like, I think that's the perfect way to introduce for me. The only way the X-Men can work in the MCU that we have is if they just make all of X-Men our earth, Illuminati, Mm. because with everything that's happened on earth in these movies, at some point, you know, they should have come out of hiding and helped out a little. And, to me, that's going to be the only real excuse is if they just make them our Illuminati. I still think the perfect way to to bring them about and to justify their existence in this universe is to just say, since Wanda and Quicksilver were mutants and their powers were activated by the Infinity Stones, um, then you just say, when Thanos' snap dusted, you know, it affected everybody, um, or or the snap to bring them back, it activated the mutant genes. Like, and people are just figuring it out. Like that's still the perfect way to do this. And given the timeline, we're almost cause, cause end game was five years in the future. Like given the timeline, I feel like we're still have the potential to be on that track. Like, I feel like that's the only thing that makes sense of, of why they haven't gone out. But anyway, I just, you got to imagine been- there's some X-Men stuff coming up here, but again, until we get confirmation until we get you, know, especially if they're going to bring back Wolverine. I mean, I think it's possible. They just, they don't introduce Wolverine for a while because of, you know, they want people to get back into X-Men and not worry about, Oh, that's not Hugh Jackman. And I, f- I feel like they're, they'll, I wouldn't be surprised if they don't bring in Wolverine until after phase six. Um, plus yeah. plus they, in the comic books, he wasn't part of the, the original main team either. So that would make sense if he came in a little bit later. Yeah. He wasn't like, there from the start. And there's plenty of X-Men. You don't even, you don't even need to have storm or Cyclops or, um, or Jean Grey. I mean, yeah, you don't you don't need I, to have any of them necessarily. I, I think, I, I'm saying it here. Adam Scott is playing Wolverine. That that's who I think's playing him. I don't see it. I would go with Taron Egerton. I feel like that would be my fan cast for him to play him. I think he has the stature and he has the acting abilities. I think he'd be really great. Yeah, I don't have a I don't have a desire cast off off the top of my head, but yeah, I just. Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't know my other thoughts. I mean, I, I'm. I'm not really excited about Ironheart. Like, I'm gonna watch all this stuff, but it's just one of those like, this is revealing this timeline. I guess has helped one thing. It helps me kind of see that at least there is a plan on paper for Marvel. I mean, one of the things that we've talked about a lot is just that it doesn't really feel like anything is connected. It doesn't really feel like there's any overall vision. I mean, we get, we get multiverse stuff, but it's always so inconsistent. And it just feels like, again, with the Spider-Man No Way Home, like completely ditching the whole consequences from far from home, like very quickly 
and how unconnected that movie was to Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which it should have been intertwined. Um, it just it just Thanks, felt like there COVID. wasn't really a direction, and I'm not I'm not totally sure there is a direction still. I mean, I, how does Blade fit into all this? Like, it it's so one of these things is not like the other, and. Um, well, what happens is Blade goes and watches Morbius, and he's like, "I gotta kill him." And <laughs> that's like it. it. Just you know, you know what I mean? Like how Blade doesn't necessarily fit in this multiverse saga. I mean, because you, you could see Guardians of the Galaxy dealing with this cosmic stuff. We got Quantumania. You know, e- even Captain America like doesn't necessarily fit, but like because he is a character that has already existed, he's probably going. You know, he's going to be in the next Avengers. You know, like it just. How, the Marvel is dealing with again, like all that cosmic stuff. Uh, like it's just, it's just like we're it, at least there's you can see a plan. I'm still not on board with the plan. I still, it still doesn't feel as crisp or as tight as the Infinity Saga does. Um, like this still feels really loose, and calling it the Multiverse uh, Saga, I think maybe helps define it. But it's like it's still, it, it doesn't really actually feel like the Multiverse Saga. You know, I mean, I don't think Kevin Feige ever thought that he would get the rights from Fox for all these characters and now he's just trying to wing it like everyone else. Well, and that's a good point too. I mean, because he kind of had to adjust on the fly, but I mean, the way he adjusted on the fly earlier when they got the rights to Spider-Man, like by they canceled in humans and they uh, you know, they they made Spider-Man Homecoming and like they they shifted around some other stuff like I feel like he he did some shifting around better earlier and he had to have known about the Fox merger and you know, there was a file somewhere in Disney studios and Kevin Feige's office office. That was in case we ever get the rights to X-Men back, you know, uh, I mean, there had to I have mean, been a file like that. I mean, you got to give him a lot of credit for being able to come up with new plans. Cause I mean, like black Panther two coming out. I mean, no one knew about, you know, Chadwick's condition and right. Like he, I, you gotta imagine how he felt when he woke up and he saw the news. Yeah, and now like you know they made a stance earlier on. You know they're not going to recast them, and now there's a whole internet thing about them wanting to recast them. And I feel bad for the man. Yeah, me too. He's some piles of money, so he'll make it work. I I get that. Yeah, I just anyway. Um, it's 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 just interesting, and I think. I'm not excited. And it just feels like there's so much coming. I mean, all these projects are um, up until November, 2025. And like, there's still like a bunch of projects that will be released in 2025 that we like 2024 and 2025 that we just don't know about. And it's just like, man, like I'm with you. I'm feeling when they, when they introduced the shows, they should have cut back on films like, um, or they should have just not make as many shows, you know, because it's just, I feel you, Frank. I don't, I don't, I don't know. It, it feels like if I'm going to be a fan to this, like I'm, I'm killing off so much time to give to other stuff. Like, you know, Star Wars is not there, but like Star Wars was trying to be there where they were having movies coming out every other year and shows coming out frequently and all that. But, you know, it's like, I feel like if I was, a if, if, the, if Star Wars was putting out more content, you know, it's like you got Marvel and Star Wars and you don't have time for anything else. So, yeah. Yeah. so I, I feel you. I, I kind of feel like they, they could cut some of the films because I actually am enjoying the more of the long form storytelling they've been doing. 
Yeah. Or I kind of go into the movies and I'm kind of like, I'm not getting the character development that I want that I'm getting from the shows. I feel like I've been kind of spoiled by the Disney plus shows where I'm like, I go into a film and I'm like, this is like an hour and a half, two hours of film. But like, where's like the depth? I feel like there's a noticeable lack of depth now with the Mm -hmm. most recent films. Um, Like I said, I think my favorite phase four film is still Shang-Chi like, because it did something that was like at least a little different. I, I like Spider-Man, but Spider-Man is a lot of fan service, but it's still really enjoyable. But yeah, I mean, I would go Spider-Man and then Shang-Chi, but yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I still think like WandaVision might be my favorite phase four property so far. Yeah, that's, that's totally valid. Like it was a really great show. It swung for the fences. It did something different. Um, the last episode was kind and of like, a mess, but like that, that's, yeah. that's whatever. Like with WandaVision, what made that show the standout for me is that, okay, it's a whole new format that we're dealing with Marvel, but the story of WandaVision with her like surrounding her life around television shows, the story fit the format the best. Like, sure. if that yeah. was the only show they ever made, I would have been happy because it would have made sense the way they did it. Sure. And Loki for me was a little bit of a letdown because I was expecting, you know, for there to be a continuous story throughout the entire season. But at the same time, I was expecting it to do like the formulaic, like bad guy of the week that he also has to be chasing after. And we had like none of that. (laughs) Right. So if they do a season two, I'm kind of hoping they lean more into, I don't want to say like the flash, but I want a baddie of the week. Okay, that'd be fun. Uh, let me ask you this, this last question, and then we can move on to other stuff. Um, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight dates for projects in Phase Six um, that are are supposed to come out, uh, but we don't know anything about them. So, if you guys had to make predictions, what do you think they would be? Howard the Duck. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, we talked about X Men. I mean, X Men has to be in there somewhere. There's just no way that it's not fitting somewhere in that slate. At least some sort of introduction to them, right? Like a Professor Xavier or something. Right. And like you said, I think you also touched upon it, like another Spider-Man film to kind of prep mm-hmm. him for what's to come. Because uh, there's a lot of intertwining between all those storylines and Spider-Man. He's pretty much touches every major storyline in Marvel uh, since he is like one of the flagship characters. Yeah, so sure. I can't see that. It's funny, you guys talk about like we should put uh like want spider-man fantastic four uh if he's in fantastic four he's got to have the fantastic four suit with the paper bag over his head i'm gonna hope so so bad because like the whole story behind that is funny because like he has to leave the symbiote behind so reed richards can study it and he doesn't have a backup (laughs) suit so he has to that's what he's rocking when he has to leave (laughs) yeah Yeah. i'm i'm also hoping for one of them to be amazing spider-man 3 me too, man. Me and too. I, yeah, my, I'm, I don't know if I told you my whole conspiracy theory about it, but I, I am almost, it. I'm almost willing to bet that Venom three is going to secretly be Amazing Spider Man three, just because I'm fine with that. That's totally okay with me. Like, <laughs> like Eddie Brock got sent to the MCU universe, which means he's not in it. So what universe is he in? And, you know, no, uh, no Way Home, 
We had amazing Spider-Man wanting to fight an alien. Venna, like it's just it really feels like they're gonna lean into that and well and it sounds like Andrew Garfield wants to do that. Well, he said recently that he wants to take a break from acting. But then he which, just signed on to another project. I know, but to me that's also the biggest thing of like anytime an actor saying, Oh, I want to take a break, really they're doing contract negotiation. Like yeah. how many times did Robert Downey say, Oh, he's done with the MCU? Then they have to, you know, back up a couple more trucks of money to his front yard and now he signs on. Like I I think that's what Andrew is doing and I really want Venom 3 to be Amazing Spider-Man 3. Well, and he's allowed to take a break from acting, but you know, he could probably oh, yeah, he's earned it. But maybe but maybe after filming a Spider-Man movie or maybe take a break from acting so he can get in shape again for Amazing Spider-Man 3 or not that he's but, out like, of shape, but But know. No Way Home, his whole presence in that movie, you can just tell he just loves being the character. Yeah. For, I, th- yeah, I think for that kind of sparked it. it again for him to be like, oh no, I really love this. I want to come back to this. And, and, and him um, and Emma Stone have always been the backbone of those films anyways. Like, I, you can oh, say yeah. what you want about those films if you love and hate them, you know, whatever. Like, I don't really enjoy the films but i enjoy those two when they have scenes together i'm like i'm locked in i like this movie like yeah. i'm on board again um all right so as far as some of the other projects i think um we mentioned x-men i think would be one of them we mentioned some sort of spider-man sequel should would probably be one of them i'd be really surprised if there wasn't like a new avengers or young avengers as one of these projects probably as a disney plus series maybe between the two big avengers films because then if you have it like the king dynasty and then you have new avengers then you can have kind of both teams of Avengers be in secret wars. Um, you know, and new Avengers consisting of Miss Marvel and probably Ironheart and, um, uh, uh, Kate Bishop, um, you know, probably some other new characters, whatever. Um, uh, I think, I think why not a Nova show or movie? Um, I think that's probably one of them, at least in the cards. Um, I think one of them will be what if season two. I mean, if they're really going for this multiverse saga and they've already said a season two is happening, it's got to well, come out in the multiverse that. saga. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they, they, but, yeah. but they haven't announced the date. So I'm saying one of those is probably what if season two um, because they're going with the whole. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if one of them was Eternals too. That's the other one I'm thinking of. So because um, no. that's probably far enough away. Uh, and I feel like Eternals like, could play uh, again. If, if, if they're going for Avengers secret wars, like, to the next level after Avengers Endgame, as opposed to just you get the Avengers and Guardians of the Galaxy, like in every hero you've ever had. Like now, if you could take everybody from Endgame plus the Eternals plus X Men plus Fantastic Four, I mean, like it'll probably t- be too much. But they could um, show the Eternals, and I would not bat an eye. Like I would not care. Like, like I don't know that anybody would. Like in the credits of Returnals, when it ends with the Eternals will return, I took it as a threat. Like <laughs> I hate that movie. I didn't but mind it. it. I, it's just it, it's just blah is all it is. It pained yeah. me buying that steelbook. Like <laughs> I think the steelbook's actually really pretty, but um It is, anyway. but it's never getting opened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen it since opening weekend. So uh anyway, the um that would be some of the projects I would guess. I'm sure we're going to see some, some like original content as well, but I just, I have no idea. Like if you would have asked me to guess some original content, I would have guessed Nova, um, you know, for phase 
four, you know, um, before they announced anything, not um, Echo or the Marvels or Ironheart or Thunder, maybe Thunderbolts or Agatha, you know, I, I wouldn't have guessed like original content for them. I would just been. Um, I mean, th- Thunderbolts makes sense because they've been teeing that up. They have, they've had characters yeah. introduced that have been in the Thunderbolts or like that could possibly comprise that team. I'm actually excited about that. But then, yeah, me too. That's that's one of the like low key ones I'm excited about. But some of the stuff is a little too deep cut, I think, for the general audience too. Like, I feel like that's not helping their case either. Sure, like, sure, yeah. So anyway, I'm sure we'll see some small projects, and I'm sure there'll be some stuff that I'm just like, who's that? And then I'll be you know fall in love with the character, you know, because um, sometimes they get me to do that anyway, um, or take something I'm entirely unfamiliar with. Um, well, that went longer than I thought. <laughs> um, but that's okay. I think that's some good conversation. That's the episode right there. We don't need to talk about Catwoman. <laughs> I don't know that we're adding anything new to the conversation, but I mean, at least like as as noted MCU fanboy, like I'm I don't I'm not a fanboy anymore. <laughs> like I'm I'm a fan. I will still watch the stuff, but I'm not excited. And you know, anyway. It just feels, it, it, I don't know, it really feels like you got to end game. And it was just like, this is perfect ending point and haven't, haven't ever caught my attention in that way since. So, um, and they had so many opportunities to, uh, all right, well, let's move on. Uh, we're, we're just going to skip, uh, to the coming attractions. We'll do this relatively quickly, I think. Um, so secret headquarters, this is a new Paramount plus film. It's already streaming. Uh, it's a Paramount Plus original. It stars uh, Owen Wilson and Michael Pena, Jesse Williams. Those are kind of the big ones. Um, some other recognizable faces and names in there and stuff. But uh, um, while hanging out after school, Charlie and his friends discover the headquarters of the world's most powerful superhero hidden beneath his home. When villains attack, they must team up to defend the headquarters and save the world. What do you guys think about this? Let's say if this was a, an original um, uh, a theatrical exclusive, all that. Um, Budget doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is your your free will to go see this movie. Uh, theaters, um, wait till you can rent it at home. Wait till it's on streaming service you already pay for. Are you not interested in it? Frank, let's go start with you. I probably would have seen it in theaters. But then again, it's already out on Paramount Plus, and I still haven't watched it, only because they're horrible at really advertising when they have stuff coming out. Like, I saw the trailer months ago, and I thought, all right, Owen Wilson is Iron Man. Okay, let's watch it. But after the trailer release, I I didn't see or hear anything about the movie, and didn't even realize it came out till just now. <laughs> so nice, Joe. What about if you? It had, if it had an advertising campaign behind it, I would have seen it by now. <laughs> so I would just go with Cedars. Okay, Joe. What about you? Yeah, uh, for anticipation level, I'm just not really interested. Um, it kind of looks like a throwback to like '90s kids movies, which you know could either be a good thing or a bad thing. Kind of like Spy Kids. Um, that wasn't really my my age demo. I think I'm a little aged out as far as Spy Kids goes. Um, like to me, it could fit in there with Galaxy Quest a little. Yeah, yeah, Galaxy okay. Quest. The, with the uh, the '90s movie where he gets like the alien armor, right? Is that? What, oh no, no, that's a different movie. I'm talking, I'm yeah, talking yeah, about you're. You're talking about like the uh, Tim Allen no, Galaxy Quest, too. the fantastic movie. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. There you go. We reset. I, I love. I love Galaxy Quest. Um, 
but but yeah, the visuals look interesting. The, the cast looks great. I, I don't I don't know. It just doesn't. It's not my type of movie. Um, yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I'm basing this exclusively off of the information I told you, and I'm going to go with not interested as well. Uh, so you guys know way more about this movie than I do. I haven't seen a trailer. Maybe if I did, I would be inclined to think differently. But all I had to know was Paramount Plus original, and I'm out because um, they've put out next to no good original content, especially for movies. Um, yeah, they've been a dud on movies. So Are you, are you talking smack on Clifford? <laughs> I'm talking smack on Clifford, and I'm talking smack on Infinite. I haven't seen either of them, but there's no <laughs> way I'm watching either of them. Uh, so... Well, yeah, you don't want to watch uh, Marky Mark as like a time traveling samurai. Look, thirteen year old me would have watched Marky Mark in anything. Twenty seven year old <laughs> me would watch Marky Mark in very little. That's that's a that's a true. Unless he's playing a, a Boston cop, I don't want to see him acting. Yeah, I don't think he's. Yeah, unless great. it's a sequel to the other guys, not interested. Um, also, the the movie I was referencing was Star Kid. If you guys ever seen that, it came out in nineteen ninety seven. I never saw that one, but I yeah. definitely I don't know why I watched well. that with with uh, Galaxy Quest, <laughs> Galaxy a movie Quest. that I love. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah it, had, but, it had a Tim in it. You know, Jurassic Park Tim, but it did have Jurassic Park Tim in it. Well, uh, let's move on to Day Shift. Then uh, this is uh, a Netflix movie that's again already streaming. Uh, Jamie Fox, um, sorry, JB Fox, Dave Franco, Megan Good. Um, looks like Snoop Dogg in here as well. Uh, Scott Atkins, Peter Stormare. Again, some other names and faces you would recognize. Uh, a hardworking blue collar dad who just wants to provide a good life for his quick witted eight year old daughter. Uh, his mundane San Fernando Valley pool cleaning job is a front for his real source of income, hunting and killing vampires. Uh, all right. Same thing. Again, if this was theaters exclusive, nothing holding you back except for your free will. What do you think? Uh, opening, uh, sorry, check out out in theaters, wait till you rent it at home, streaming service, or not interested. Joe, why don't you kick us off this time? Uh, probably like a streaming to like slash like not interested. Um, this has to be like something in the last of my docket to, to watch. Uh, the script seems really basic and kind of silly. Um, JJ Perry is mainly known for doing stunt stuff, so mm-hmm. I don't know how good his directing jobs are. Um, I like Jamie Foxx, I like the cast. Um, but yeah, it looks. Looks kind of blah. It kind of reminds me of John Carpenter's Vampires, but like a little more silly. And uh, that movie's not great. So, <laughs> sure, kind of take on it. Frank, where are you going to land? On paper, I want to say wait for streaming, but it's out on streaming. I still haven't watched it, so not interested. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to land with the not interested as well. I just. Man, I've been so busy recently. It's really made me reevaluate like what type of stuff I consume. <laughs> yeah. There's like, too much content. There's look. There's always been too much, but now that I have less time than I used to, like it's no longer just oh yeah, that looks silly and I might enjoy it. So why not? Now it's like why would I waste my two hours when I can you know do something different? So you know when I can watch. You know, a movie that I haven't seen before that like is critically acclaimed that you know I really should see. You know, like I could see it being a movie I watch if I finished something else and Netflix auto played it and I couldn't <laughs> find the remote in time. Yeah, maybe it'll just. All right, guess that's what I'm watching. You're like, well, it's on, so it's on. So I guess I'll watch it. 
while you fold yeah, clothes like, in the background or do something else. <laughs> like, look, I, I saw Bullet Train last week and I loved kind of, it. Kind of pushed my hand a little bit, but I'm happy because I really liked that movie. I, I finally saw Nope a week ago. Like, I and I I still haven't seen Prey yet. So, like, if I haven't seen Prey, ain't no way I'm watching Day Shift. Prey is so good. I yeah. know, I want to, but I'm just saying, like, why yeah, on Prey earth? Is really great. <laughs> why on earth would I watch? It's Day the shift best Predator movie over Prey. Like you know, I there's plenty of great stuff out there that I just haven't seen, like recent stuff too. So yeah, that's um, I that's so, that's haven't so seen true. any of Miss Marvel yet, and I better start She Hulk this week, otherwise I probably won't get around to it for a couple months. And I really <laughs> want to watch She Hulk, so that way you can be part of the conversation of people not liking the special effects. Nah, screw those people. Just enjoy it for what it is. Right. Anyway, okay, speaking of bad special effects, not- you guys want to talk about Catwoman? <laughs> no, yeah, we should probably get around. That's like the best a- transition. Yeah, that was the best transition. All right. Um, actually, I didn't think they were actually that bad. Um, given that this movie came out in 2004, I was like, I'm actually kind of impressed with 2004. Uh, uh, for some shots. For some shots, you know. Uh, <laughs> Look. There was definitely some bad special effects, but like there was some like special effects of a cat that I'm like, I can tell this is CG, but I've seen worse CG in 2020 movies than this 2004 movie. So I'm not going to rag on them. I'm going to rag on a lot of other things, though. Just not that. Uh, 2004. Wow. I'm sorry I made you guys watch this. No, here's here's the thing. I'm just... In my it defense, just blows my I... mind. It just blows my mind that this movie came out less than twelve months before Batman Begins, which is maybe the best superhero movie of all time. Um, maybe the best DC movie. It's for sure my favorite Batman movie. Like, so. like, two thousand four Catwoman was the first live action DC theatrical movie since batman and robin and it just it makes Batman. oh that's true yeah because because there was x-men and daredevil and (laughs) spider-man and electra no okay i I, I guess i didn't think about that but yeah marvel owned that that early 2000s yeah like i see a lot of sammy spider-man influence Yeah, yeah, loosely. I mean, they still made money and revitalized the the comic right. book genre, but Catwoman nice. almost killed it. Single- Catwoman and Elektra almost killed it. Um, Catwoman and Elektra are the two top films that I'm just like, I don't want to watch, but I'm gonna wind up watching for this podcast sometime. So <laughs> I think, I think Catwoman makes Elektra seem like a magnum opus, like a a masterpiece <laughs> by comparison. Like, well, let's it, it's- let's start off with this, Frank. Why did you pick Catwoman? For us to talk about. Because I was just planning on just blowing off this episode <laughs> and just making you watch it. I, no, I wasn't going to let that I happen. Had, I had never seen it before. <laughs> like, I, I've heard it was bad, but even when I went to watch it, I went, I'm sure it's not that bad, and it's that bad. Like, All right, so... So let's get into it then. Um, obviously, we'll be spoiling all spoiling all of this. Uh, Catwoman two thousand four. Oh, no. 
A shy yeah. woman endowed Don't with the that. speed, reflexes, and senses of a cat walks a thin line between the criminal and the hero, even as Detective doggedly pursues her, fascinated by both of her personas. Halle Berry, Sharon Stone, Lambert Wilson, Benjamin Bratt, Francis Conroy, Alex Borstein. Uh, anybody else? Not really. Um, Catwoman, uh, directed by Pitoff? No, Whatever. <laughs> like... Remember when? Like, remember in the two thousands when all these people were just going by like one, like Mig G, right? <laughs> uh, anyway, Catwoman, uh, did you like it? Love it? Hate it? Dislike it? Or think it's just okay? I'm gonna kick us off. Actually, no, 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 no. I'm not. Frank, you're gonna kick us off. <laughs> so it took me two days to watch this movie. <laughs> I. I... <laughs> I could not get through it in one sitting. And I feel really good about that because one of the writers of this movie has said he's never watched it in one sitting. He skipped the world premiere of it. And Fun. it like, I feel like someone took a dare and was like, Hey, let's make a Catwoman movie, but make sure none of the writers know anything about it and like like even as i was watching it like you feel like they saw daredevil and went hey let's just make that with catwoman mm. like, they even mirror kind of like the playground scene yep and yes they do it, <laughs> like i don't know who at wb went daredevil that's the movie we need to copy and like they it's it's just horrible. Like Yeah. Hi right, Joe. Like it, love it, hated this, like it think it's just okay. Uh rewatching the film. I, I seen the film like I think when it initially came out. Not the theaters, of course. But uh mm-hmm. I'd have to say I hate this movie, but I kinda love it for how cringy it is. Okay. Like it made me laugh. But then again, I think I had a drink too, so I, so that definitely <laughs> helped out. I had a whiskey. So I was definitely like, helping out. Yeah, yeah, uh, for even, sure. But it, it was definitely cracking me up at parts. Yeah, it's horrible. Like, I get, the biggest crime that this film does, the editor, they need to be fired. Editing is all over the place. Oh, like, I have a bigger crime than that. We'll get there. There's like 20 cuts for everything. Yes, the, the editing is, was really bad, but there's one person I think needs I mean, to be fired more. The script is terrible. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think what happened, the reason why they couldn't use Selena Kyle they pitched this movie to them and they're like, no, you're not attaching that to Selena Kyle as a character. So you guys have to come up with some other character. It was originally pitched as a Batman Returns sequel. And I think they intended to make a Batman Returns sequel. And I think they still think they did a sneaky one because there's a moment where she goes to Ophelia's house and you can see like a scan that of what looks like Michelle Pfeiffer. So almost as if this cat possessed like almost like a almost like not a multiverse thing, but this cat gave a gave the same abilities to Prudence that she did or Patience that she did to Selena Kyle. Like I think that's the 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 intent, right? I guess, but like Selena but Kyle. I think powers. I think they pitched it as a sequel, and then they were like, "No, no way." Patience has actual powers. Whereas Selena Kyle does not. 
That's like, true. She has cat abilities. Like, literally can, like... Yeah, Selena Kyle just liked leather and, you know... I mean, who does? Yeah. Uh, she just, she just like, liked leather and took on the persona of a cat, but she was a crazy cat lady already. Prudence was uh, not a cat lady. Persona. Persona. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, uh, yeah. There's going to be a lot of uh, cat puns. I, I, I got a lot there, too. I'm going to be like in the middle of you two guys. Um, I'm going to land in the hate it category, but a very, very, very <laughs> light hate it because I got about like 30 minutes in this movie and I was just like, this is the movie that everybody claims is the worst of all time. And for sure the worst comic, like this isn't that bad. And then like the last half happened, the last hour happens, but this movie's way too long already, by the way. But like up until she becomes Catwoman, I was like, this isn't horrible. Like, I'm not liking it, but I'm not hating it. And then everything with when she becomes Catwoman. Look, here's here's my biggest crime with this movie. The freaking hairstylist and <laughs> costume designer. Like, when Holly Berry gets her Karen haircut, it's just like, she does not look attractive in the slightest. I versus said the I same really thing. like her curly hair. Like, I think that, that was a really good look for her. It's just, that Karen haircut, like, does the not Karen work haircut. I, I thought the same thing. And then... <laughs> And then the, both costumes were awful. They were they were yeah. just both terrible. So costume designers and wardrobe for this movie can just go away. Don't you don't get jobs in the industry anymore. Should never come back. Like, I mean, if you just go to the IMDb page for this movie, it just feels like they weren't trying with anybody they got attached to it. Like no one on this movie really had a career before it or after it. I mean, except for one Hollywood. of the writers and, yeah. and, and well, they already yeah, sure had they haven't really had one afterwards, but <laughs> basic hey. instinct was before this. Like, like, I don't know. It's just bad. And Francis Conroy's like, letting, you know, she excelled yeah. after this. I mean, all the American Horror Story stuff. So, right, right, right. Which I, I didn't because the first time I watched it, of course, that show had not come out yet. Uh, you know, it being two thousand four. Then when I watched, it, I was like, "Hey, it's an American Horror Story. That's awesome!" <laughs> I didn't know. I was like, "That's pretty cool." But uh, yeah, yeah, I was just the only the only was just like, "Oh, that's the Merovingian. Like, cool." Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Like, like the movie had a look where you could tell it came out between 2002 and 2005 because like it had like the same kind of look like every WB movie was having at the time like it was going for like all that kind of like matrix type movie mm-hmm. like the score the entire time just kept sounding like the old you wouldn't download a car anti-piracy commercial. That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> you wouldn't steal I, a car. You wouldn't. Oh, that's so why so would true. you steal a movie? Yes, it did. It it looked and sounded exactly like that commercial. Hey, and like for the past like three days, I've I was actually trying to get one of the writers to come on here to talk about the movie. Uh huh. Well, that would be awesome. And I will not give up. Like I am going to keep going after that interview. Because, like, if you go to his Twitter feed and just search Catwoman, like, he he freely admits and has some wild stories about how bad this movie is. 
like he said he was in the okay. middle of a writer's meeting and he asked anyone to raise their hand if they've seen an action movie in the past 50 years and he was the only one to raise their hand and he also said no wonder he got fired from it but still <laughs> i just i feel like this movie is the reason why we have contracts for workers structure the way they are now where they're not allowed to bad bad talk their content like <laughs> like without being fired. like because it feels like so many people that have worked on this movie like visual effects artists and I, I feel like maybe even I might have heard costume and makeup or whatever like Holly Berry openly like got the got the golden raspberry for this movie and uh, and said thanks Warner Brothers for putting me in this shit movie like <laughs> like that was her speech and yeah. like um, like I, I feel like there was just so much everybody involving this movie hating it that that's when they started structuring con- contracts to be like you can't openly badmouth this movie. Like we're paying you to represent this movie too. So like, I, I don't know. I feel like maybe that'll go down in history books. Cause like act, actors and crew just get more creative with the ways that they say they don't like their movies. Like they're not just outright blatant about it. Like the way that everybody is about this movie. So, you know, anyway, uh, like like Ethan Hawke talking about Moonlight, like he didn't really enjoy it, but like, you know, he did it because of Oscar Isaac and because of the director, and like, so it's just he, the way that he talks about it is very different than the way he would have talked about it in two thousand four, is what I'm trying to say. Um, anyway, um, also Moonlight, something that is still on my watch list, I haven't seen any of. So I, I really enjoyed it. I know I'll get around to it. I know really? I will. I just I need to actually do it. Um, um, so yeah, what, uh, what are some other things about this movie? I mean, do, is there, is there anything positive you can say about this movie? The, we, we, you, you have to talk about the infamous basketball pickup scene. Oh my God. Pick up basketball <laughs> scene. This is, this is, pro, this I is just a, asked for positive. <laughs> no, that, that, is, that was on my pros list. Cause like, oh, so really? it, yeah, it, it cracked me up. It, it, it's so tone deaf. Yes, it made me smile but not for good reasons because you're right it's so tone deaf like they're they're practically having sex in front of a bunch of kids yeah i have that have that in the notes like there's some dry humping going on it's a little weird uh, yeah there was definitely some probably not dry humping but (laughs) there was definitely some humping going on and like they're playing basketball like why are you jumping off the wall like that's that's traveling what are you doing doing? right (laughs) what are you doing in the rules it's street ball jokes i guess anything goes I had a I had a shower thought about this. What? I was like, what? I had a shower thought about this this scene. <laughs> and it was it was like what? I was like, what if <laughs> what if you know you had Patience Phillips versus Harry Osborne? Harry still got the moves Osborne. That'd uh-huh. be a great pickup game. Those two squaring off against each other. Or or why not Patience versus uh, Daredevil? I mean, why not? Yeah, that's. There's that like the, the Ben Affleck Daredevil. Yeah. But I think Harry Osborn would be better because it's just, you know, still got the moves. He's just super weird. Like, <laughs> fresh off the amnesia tip. It's like ridiculous. Like be, both of them being weird. I think that would be a really funny scene. Like, well, the basketball scene also reminds me, like just this movie is so inconsistent throughout the entire thing. And like, Oh my god! Like, there's so many times where where it's just like that was really a choice they intentionally made. Like, there's a scene uh, where it's the scene where I got, guys, I didn't take notes. 
Um, and I watched this movie almost a week ago, and I've tried to purge as much of it from my memory as I can. But there's a scene where the first time Prudence, sorry, Patience, is Catwoman, and she winds up getting like caught in a factory, right, with a bunch of people with guns, yep. or police, or the police, I think, right? No, the like cosmetic factory. Yeah, like okay. security. Security. Yeah, but it was like the first time she's like she's like she's been Catwoman. She dresses up. She does the jewel heist, and then it's like the 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 next thing she does. Um, but there's a moment where like she barely evades like the people, and then the scene just cuts to the next day. Like there's no her <laughs> sneaking out of the building and going home or anything. It was just like what? Like I was not sold that she was out of there free yet. Anyway, um, they probably had a whole arc where she went to prison and then escaped prison and then all that. Anyway, but there's like when she becomes like Catwoman, as opposed to just herself. Like she's a totally different personality and she's with the detective, which of course you have to be, you know, with the detective in some regard when you're both the, a villain and kind of a hero. Um, but like, she's such a radically different person. How on earth does the detective not notice? Like, the scene where he first meets her, where she's like on the ledge and he thinks she's a crazy person. And then he goes and sees her at work and she's a nervous, you know, fumbling buffoon, dork, geek. Uh, and then this confident, suave, agile basketball player that can school him in one-on-one. Like in heels, like... <laughs> to, to be fair, he's wearing Nikes. He's not that great of a detective. It takes him so long to notice, like to catch up to the fact that they have the same type of signature when he sees the coffee cup and he sees the, uh, the bag with the jewels. So he, he's yeah. not that great of a detective. Like he's pretty terrible. No, he's a, he's a bad detective. <laughs> he's so yeah. bad. So oh. he's got that plan in his favor or not in his favor. The fact that he's just terrible at his job <laughs> and terrible. At, like, I don't know, judging character. Like you said, she's like, She's like unhinged. Like <laughs> both personalities are a little, little, uh, a little iffy. But she was a crazy cat lady. Without a cat, she was just a crazy lady. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh man. They they also want me to believe. I hate when they do this in movies. That she's all that, or like even other films. are like, oh, let's put some baggy clothes on her. You know, dishevel her a little bit. You know, mess up her hair. It's Holly well, Berry, guys. Like she it, was significantly more attractive at the beginning of the movie than she was at the end. Not just true. because of the hair, but like again, her costumes were awful. Like, yeah, they were terrible. Like I was just sitting there, I'm like, man, 2004 Holly Holly Berry is gorgeous. And then five minutes later, I was like, she's overrated. Like staring <laughs> at the Halloween party, you know what I mean? Dressing up like Catwoman. Right, right. Man, embarrassing. Soccer mom, uh, Catwoman. Yeah. Can I tell you my biggest problem with why I think this movie doesn't work? Is Catwoman's not a hero. Like, and they so badly want to make her a hero in this movie. But she wasn't even a villain in this one. She was a, felt more like a victim. <laughs> that too, yeah. But like, look, she... Catwoman is is never a hero. She helps heroes sometimes, She's she's a thief. That's what she is. She's a thief that sometimes helps Batman for the greater good or other heroes for the greater good because she's not soulless. She's not a supervillain, but she is ultimately a villain. She's not a hero. 
she's sometimes an anti-hero, but she's never a hero, and she's predominantly a thief. Like, she's not a thief in this movie at all. She's a thief for five seconds, and then she gives them back, and she, she does no more thieving. And then, and then they try to make her a hero. They don't try. They try to make her completely likable. They try to make her like maybe anti-hero in the sense of like uses not great methods sometimes. Um, but but like they try to make her a hero even at the end of when when Sharon Stone's dangling like Hans Gruber and she tries to 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 pull her in still like she still feels bad that Sharon Stone falls her oh, down. But like like that's not something Catwoman would do. This. is... Catwoman isn't a hero. You can't make a movie about somebody that's not a hero be a hero. It's it's just it just doesn't work. Hero washing. Then they tried. <laughs> <laughs> they, they even that's tried amazing. to give her a catchphrase in the movie. Like, oh yeah. Right at that, like I had to stop the movie for a moment because I I just cringed at the whole. It's overtime. The hell are you talking about? Yeah, God, I hate that movie. She like, did. Uh, I did not expect it to hate this much. Here's another awesome thing that I in the movie too. just ridiculously hate about movies like this. All right, so I'm I'm willing to buy. Like, I'm willing to buy into whatever rules a movie wants to establish for me, and if the rules for this Catwoman project are that the cat gives powers to a person. And that and those powers makes her gives her a heightened sense of hearing, a heightened sense of sight, um, makes her more agile, and makes her more I don't know, just overload on senses on all the senses. I'm willing to go along with that, and I'm willing to believe that that would make a person a better fighter because presumably that means she's also experiencing things slower, which means she can have faster reaction times, and because she's agile, right? Like. I'm willing to buy in that patience could be this person who we have no reason to believe could could win a slap contest with somebody to then being a vigilante. But what I'm not willing to believe is that Sharon Stone could stand face to face with her. This by the way Sharon Stone as as a fashion icon businesswoman. Like that she could stand toe to toe with a very agile Catwoman. Like, there's nothing believable about that final fight. Even, even less believable than like armor makeup. Like, which that is well, already like, stupid and ridiculous. I, 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 but, like, I like how I she becomes Colossus when putting on that, <laughs> putting on that makeup. But, like, but like that's that's already stupid. But but I'm more upset at the fact that this random regular person who probably is has no experience with any sort of fighting can stand toe-to-toe with Catwoman not a chance even if you have thick as you know if you even if you have tank skin not a chance yeah her skin was like marble because like all of the applications of that cream and that's stupid on a science level and a concept level I'm like how does she need to have any hand-to-hand abilities like I, I don't even really buy uh, patients having any fighting abilities like you don't just like innately just have abilities like she was doing but I'm, more, I'm kind of willing to buy into that like kind it's more, of it's yeah you can buy into that more than this person that like has stone skin can all of a sudden throw hands like i don't think she could throw hands like like there's nothing Not that shows that like 
Not a chance. No. By the way, Frank, it's not Capoeira. It's Capoeira. She does. She's a cat. Oh my oh, no, Every I was time they made a pun, I, I literally out loud said an expletive. I was just like, <laughs> could not could not deal with it. And, so, and, and I was looking at the Sharon Stone's character to just see like, okay, like what was her character like in the comics? Maybe that would like help fill me in on like her powers. And uh, she only appears in two DC comics ever, and it's comics that were made for the movie. And her entire biography is Laurel is an enemy of Catwoman and the wife of George Hedair. That's it. That's her entire biography. <laughs> and and the movie like, didn't give us much more than that. Right. Like, <laughs> even the DC wiki pages just, they're like, is what it is. Well, like, here's another thing, right? The, the big moment where where she sets up Catwoman to to have killed her husband and the police show up, right? Like, couple of things. Number one, when did she shoot him? Because forensics can tell you when somebody was shot. So unless it was two seconds before patient showed up, forensics would have said, no, that happened hours ago. He's He's been dead for longer than that. Did she shoot him or did she just bludgeon him to death? I thought, no, because she tossed the gun to Catwoman, because then they were, you know, so that was the, like, evidence was the gun. That is true. Okay. Because I, I thought she had bludgeoned him and maybe even poked things to resemble, like, Catwoman, like Catwoman's, like, claws, which would have made more sense. But, but, but she shot him. Uh, maybe bludgeoned him and then shot him. I don't know. Either way. Um, so, first of all, forensics can, can date that stuff, even in 2004. So you're not getting away with that. Secondly, <laughs> she has a mansion full of bodyguards that would have heard the gunshots when they happened. And presumably this happened an hour or two before. So they would have heard the gunshots go off earlier. They would have definitely not heard any gunshots go off after she start- started screaming. Like, unless it's a soundproof room, which I really, really, really doubt because gunshots are loud. There wasn't a silencer on that weapon. So, you know. Also, Catwoman had gloves on. So and Catwoman had gloves on. That was the other thing I was going to say. Still be on the gun because I didn't see her wipe them. Like there would be no. Yeah, she didn't wipe the fingerprints, and Catwoman <laughs> had gloves on, which means she would have left no fingerprints. And then let's also bu- compare this to the fact that Catwoman has not used a gun at, at all in this movie. So why would you all of a sudden start using a gun? Nothing about the setup makes any sense. It's the stupidest <laughs> thing. Like it, the whole time, it was just like this is easily. Yo, you get your. The only thing is that you're there, right? But this is easily you get out of it. My fingerprints aren't there. You know, nobody heard gunshots, and and do your forensics, and you'll see that he was actually killed significantly longer before the five <laughs> minutes I was there. Easy. I'm not even a lawyer, and I can do that. Yeah, that that whole exchange. I could represent like, myself in that case. It's like the kind of the epitome of what the entire film is. It's just a a huge mess and like (laughs) it's a disaster (sighs) what else i should have picked howard the duck (laughs) (laughs) it might have been more entertaining like 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 i said there there are things about it that are so bad that they're it's fun to talk about just how bad they are um there is one thing that i do appreciate now that i have seen the movie I'm okay that they shelved the uh, Batgirl, or 
Yeah, that background that got shelved, right? Oh, no. I'm not okay with that. I, like, they made this movie for $100 They should have shelved it. Ah. You know what? I'm I'm not gonna ask for Batgirl to come out anymore. But because had they shelved Catwoman, people today would be like, "Oh, they should have released it." And we don't know what they've seen. But that that's a whole <laughs> different era of filmmaking, though. Like we've we've seen bad comic book movies in this era, but they have never compared to anything like Catwoman or Electra. Where those films, they should have been canceled. They were just that off the cuff terrible. We did just get Morbius. That should have been canceled as well. <laughs> and Venom. <laughs> but I, I acquiesce. I'm not the head of the studio. I don't make those decisions. But well, everything Jared Leto does is horrible. That's and, a Blade uh, Runner 2049. Yeah. That's a great movie. And, he's, uh, not, he's not like the reason why that movie's great, right. but that movie <laughs> is name, great. And also, the other thing about that Morbius had going against it was it cast, I can't even think of his name, that played Doctor Who that was in it. Matt Smith. Yeah, Matt Smith can't be in a good movie to save his life. I like Last Night in Soho. You shut your mouth. Uh, okay, fine. That may be his best work, but that movie okay. falls apart. The That's act. fine. Mm, disagree. Um, <laughs> yeah. It had such I a know, generic Jared Leto was in Fight Club and American Psycho and uh, Requiem for a Dream and I mean, Phone Booth. Mr. Nobody. Was he a Phone Booth? Uh, well, for one scene that got cut. Oh, I love Phone Booth. Oh, yeah, that's a classic. Basic Wildfires Club. Oscar winner Jared Leto. Let's not forget Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad? Award-winning? Academy Award-winning Suicide Squad? Oh, god damn it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, as a brought it up. he's, He's had a bad track record. I do think he is a good actor. I don't think he's a great person, though. I think he's... Same. And I think he, I think he takes things, he takes things a little overboard as far as his act, his acting methods. Oh, look! He mailed his coworker as a dead rat. Oh, he's so quirky. I know. <laughs> uh, sure, he does it. He's quirky. I do it, and I get a restraining order. <laughs> a quirky witch restraining order. Yeah. <laughs> now, getting back to Catwoman, I think like another thing about this movie is it's unnecessarily long. It takes forever for her to become Catwoman, and then not only that, but it's just—it's an hour and forty-eight minutes. Like, how was this movie not like eighty? Like, it's—it's it's got nothing that warrants it, its runtime. I just at yeah. one point paused it, like to get up and go to the bathroom. Like, how is there forty minutes left? Like, <laughs> I did the how same are we thing. Literally, literally halfway through this movie. It's, I think we all stopped at the same point. <laughs> I looked at it and it's, I was like, "Oh my god, there's still forty minutes left." So <laughs> let me get another drink an abomination of a runtime like i i was also really disappointed that there was no after credit scene doing sequel baiting mm, i would have loved to see some that that would have been like the chef's kiss on this thing right because yeah. like what because just <laughs> they would have done something even worse than what we had seen the previous hundred and hour and 48 minutes like but, yeah it's just you know so again i don't th- i don't think the special effects were that bad i don't think there's a lot to like I don't think there's a, this movie deserves the hate it gets, like to be known as the worst comic book movie of all time and to be known as one of the worst movies of all time. Like, I've certainly seen movies that I hate more than this. I still gave it a one out of five out of Letterbox, but like, it's not, it, you know, it's, it's got a. I didn't actively hate this movie, and look, I'm gonna chalk it up to the fact that 
for the last 20 years, I've been told this is the worst superhero movie of all time. And I've been told that this is the worst comic book movie of all time. And I've been told that this is a top five worst movie of all time. And I just didn't have that experience. So maybe I think my expectations were just too low. And I'm not saying I like the movie, like even in the slightest, but I'm saying I didn't actively hate it. So like, that's, that's where I stand on this movie. I, I, I won't ever watch it again. Um, I won't. And I can't, I can't, I can't think of any circumstances with like, not even like a drinking game or like, you know, I can't see any circumstances that I would ever choose to watch this movie again. So, yeah, there's a there's another positive, which is it's kind of sad, but it passes the Bechdel test. <laughs> out, of every, out of every movie, Catwoman passes the Bechdel test with flying colors. Oh my god, <laughs> that's a sad fact. <laughs> and it also has Miss Swan in it, so Alex Alex Borson's in it, so that's cool. Yeah. All right. Um. Anything else? I, from the deepest part of my heart, I am sorry I picked this movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, now that we've talked about how bad this movie is, I, guys, I want to know, like, there has to be a way to make a good Catman movie. I'm a, I'm on the record for, I, I really hate Batman Returns. Um, and not as much as this movie, but I, I don't like that movie. Um. I think a lot of it is bad. So I don't, I don't like that. I, I really didn't like this movie. I hated this movie. Um, I don't like dark Knight rises, but I don't think Anne Hathaway is the problem. I actually think she's one of the strongest parts of that movie. And I think it's fair to say that Zoe Kravitz is the best Catwoman we've seen so far. Um, especially in terms of the best written Catwoman we've seen so far. Like, I think that's fair to say, right? No, I totally agree. I think, I think, some people said she was kind of just slotted in without any care. I was like, did we watch the same movie? They put a lot of into her backstory to I mean, insert her into the plot. <laughs> I didn't, I don't know that I necessarily loved her, but it's leaps and bounds better than the other versions. I mean, I guess maybe if Anne Hathaway would have gotten more screen time, but I don't know. Like she, she's, she's a, she's a method. Catwoman is merely used in the dark Knight rises to, to give Bruce Wayne a happy ending. Like that's it. She's not, she doesn't need to be in the dark Knight rises. Yeah. Whereas so, Zoe Kravitz is integral to, to be the plot. The Batman, she yeah. needs to be in the Batman for multiple reasons. She, yeah. She doesn't need to be Catwoman, but she needs to be in her Selena Kyle. Plus, like, given the way they set up Selena Kyle needs to be in the movie. Plus that movie kind of harkens back to Batman year one, even though it's yeah. a secondary, you know, with the kid in hell. So anyway, I just, feel I, like i i think uh it's fair to say that so like look there's got to be a way to do a good catwoman movie so pitch me a good cat mo- catwoman movie let's let let's figure out a way to come up we'll we'll tell hollywood how to do it because i for me they they they've only made one solo cat catwoman movie and it's bad and then the threes that well if unless you want to count the adam west where she's a sporty character too but yeah uh like it's 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 I guess that one. she's she's good too. The um, her so like it's three for four then. Like, how do you make a good Catwoman solo movie? Um, 
I'll kick. I guess I'll kick this uh, off. Yeah, you um, gotta go. Okay, so so I really have main thoughts. I I didn't I didn't really do much of a cast. I didn't do um like a, a director. I, did, I didn't pick out a lot of these things that I said like might be good to include, um, or a plot or anything like that. I really just have like like three ideas. Um, mostly like first of all, you have to get somebody that can buy into the role and somebody that's believable in the role. I think Holly Berry wasn't a bad choice. It's just she has a terrible script. Like I think. And I think she got into it in the movie, even though she knew she was in a bad movie. Like when she gives those lines, like, you know, perfect, but she, you know, emphasizes the part, like she's going for it. It just doesn't work um, because the script is terrible. So I don't, I just thought off the top of my head, I thought I could see Margaret Qualley doing this role. Um, You know, she's kind of got that like quirky attitude. She looks, you know, she can be agile. Um, I think, I think she could be a good cat woman. I don't know. I, I didn't think too long and hard about this um about, about the casting specifically because i don't i don't know that it matters um for the most part i think what does matter is catwoman can't be the hero she's allowed to be an anti-hero but she's in a support role typically i want to see a movie where catwoman is catwoman where she's a thief that sometimes helps out a, a hero um that's what i want to see and i think the dark knight rises did a really good job job of balancing that um, where she she's a thief, but then at the end of the day, to save Gotham, she helps Batman. And I think the Zoe Kravitz in uh in the Batman also do that really well. I think both of those are 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 good examples of Catwoman isn't the hero, but she can be helpful. Um, so that's the that's the main thing. Um, and honestly, I think I think the way you make a good Catwoman movie at this point is you don't let her be alone. Um, I th- I mean. I think anybody has the potential to be written well for a solo project, but there, there's a long history of, of comic books of team ups with Catwoman. Like how have we not gotten a Catwoman and poison Ivy movie yet? Like it seems, it seems like it's right there. And then you could even do a sequel where you add Harley Quinn. Like you make, you can still make it a part of this DC universe. Like it just feels right there. Why don't we have, why wasn't Catwoman in the birds of prey movie? Like it's, it could have been there. Like, I don't, that's my thought. You team her up with probably Poison Ivy because she spends a lot of time with her in the in the comics and the cartoons. Um, get, make a Catwoman and Poison Ivy team up movie. Make them not heroes and uh, and make it a fun movie. You know, if I were to do a fantasy cast, I was legitimately thinking about doing one. I decided I don't want to put that much energy into this. Um, I would have had written by Frank Kemp because I think Frank's got an in him to write a good Catwoman movie. <laughs> Thank you. I've heard All your right. ideas of a Howard the Duck movie, and I can get behind that. So, why not a Catwoman movie? <laughs> All right, you ready for some of my creative choices? Then let's do it. Yeah, shoot. I don't know what I want story wise. All I know is I want it to be a lot like 1960s era Batman, like the Adam West kind of style. Okay. And I want her to team up with Joker. And okay. all right, so for Catwoman, remember nineteen sixties that look. I really think uh, Holly Steinfeld could nail sure. the role. Yeah. And for Joker, I really do want Sasha Baron Cohen. Okay. And yeah, sure, I'll write it, but I want uh, what it Matt Shackman to direct it. Okay, WandaVision, sure. Yeah, like, 
I think those three on this would really nail it. But again, story-wise, I don't know. Unfortunately, like the one thing I did like about 2004 Catwoman is that it didn't drag Batman into it. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah, it was its own project that was commendable. Like, I wouldn't mind even if it being a story as simple as uh, Catwoman is just trying to steal something from Joker. And That'd be fun. It could be a little Absolutely. bit. It could be a little bit like spy versus spy kind of thing between the yeah. two. Ooh, and just Catwoman trying to steal something from the Riddler. I'm more interested in that. Because eh. that's like there's some good stuff with that in the Arkham games. Yeah, unfortunately, like the only person I want to play the Riddle, the Riddler now is Dean from Community. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> have you seen Have you seen Harley Quinn? The animated. Oh no. Yeah, uh, I, I, I've seen he, most of the first. He season. voices Riddler in the show. I want Jim Carrey to come back as the Riddler. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He was a good Riddler. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. That's far as that's all I can do for Catwoman. No, I, I'm really interested. I would watch the hell out of that. A Catwoman trying to steal something from Joker, Riddler. And... <laughs> yeah, I'd watch the hell out of that. And you know what? I'll even want to bring back uh, one of the original writers from uh, 2004 Catwoman. Give him a little redemption chance. Mm. Okay. Sure. You, you get to help on the screenplay too, right? <laughs> yeah. I'll all team right, up with him. I'm all in then. <laughs> cool. What about you, Joe? Joe, you're you're probably the biggest comic. You're, you're definitely the biggest comic expert out of us, out of the three of us. What uh, what say you? How do we make a good Catwoman movie? Yeah, like the mini like kind of elevator pitch or like treatment I have was like seeing the Kyle stealing like a rare jewel, but not only is it a rare jewel, it has like encrypted code data for like uh, finances and books for criminals all over the world, so not just Gotham. So like you have every criminal putting a green light hit on Catwoman, trying to get okay. this girl back uh, and trying to kill her. Um, so almost like a like a John Wick three kind of thing. Yeah, something like that. Where like literally like everybody is after. Like she cannot turn a corner without. And they also know her identity as well. So it's it's it would be really kind of hard for her to kind of evade anybody. Um, okay. So like the people I would have cast in this film. Well, first writer director. Uh, I just thought about this right now, randomly, but like Dan Trachtenberg, after recently yeah. seeing Prey, and I love Tank Cloverfield, I think he'd do, do a really great job with the film. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, I think he does great with female characters. Uh, for my cast, for Catwoman, uh, people had speculated this, and I think she would have been cast if they would have, um, things had not fallen through with Ben Affleck, but Carla Gugino as Catwoman, I think would be really great. Oh. Uh, uh, I'd watch her in anything. Yeah, she's in her yeah, early 50s. Uh, for Batman, I would have Batman in this film too, of course, to kind of help her out. Kind of a big okay. death. Um, I would have John Hamm. Yeah. <laughs> for James Gordon, um, I would have Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Which is, he's already been cast as, as you know Bruce's dad, but it doesn't matter. It's well, but we don't, we don't acknowledge Batman. We don't acknowledge that. End of this yeah. uh, for Oswald Cobblepot, um, Penguin, I'd have Zach Galifianakis. I feel like he could play sure. really unhinged. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, for Roman Sionis, uh 
Richard uh, Scamarcio from John Wick 2. He's the villain in John Wick 2. I feel like he's oh, really okay. slimy and kind of like he plays a good villain, so I, I think he'd be really great in the role. Yeah. Um, and then for Comrade Falcone, I got Alan Arkin. Uh, from Argo. I love it. Argo. I love it so much. Yeah, a little bit of sunshine and upper seven <laughs> hands. Uh, so I think he'd be really good. But no, I think that would be like a really fun film. Yeah. I was thinking about like using Black, Ma- Black Mask as a villain, um, but then I was like, well, but he was just used in Birds of Prey. So, um, and I really liked Ewan McGregor in it as, as Black Mask. And I did too. Yeah. I was trying to imagine if you made this movie, for me, for my standards, I was trying to imagine that you make this as part of the current DCEU. I mean, like, because we can, because the Batman is a separate thing. So we don't have a Catwoman in in the DCEU yet. So, um, yeah, so I was thinking Catwoman and Poison Ivy isn't there either. So, yeah, I'd watch that too. That sounds like a lot of fun. Man, both of yours are better than mine. But that's, <laughs> I didn't come up with anything. I was just like, yeah, you just. You make sure not to make other hero. You should have a pretty decent movie on your hand. Um, so, cool, great. Uh, well, let us know which one you you're more interested. You want to you want to see Joe's movie. You want to see Frank's movie. Uh, clearly, nobody would vote for mine. So, uh, let us know in the comments which one you're more interested. If you have a dream casting for Catwoman, let us know who it is. If you have a scenario you think would be better than ours, leave a reply on the tweet for this. Uh, I'll have that up. Twitter at Sifpop, and um, I would love to hear your thoughts on on how do you make a good Cat Catwoman movie. Um, so, uh, just leaves us with, leaves us with the spinoff. What is that one thing in any area of pop culture that you want to make sure people, uh, either check out or to stay away from Joe, we'll start, we'll start with you. Yeah. I got a few things as usual, uh, for films. I'd say, yeah, if you haven't seen prey yet, please watch prey. Uh, I think it's one of the top tier predator movies. I know it's not high praise for a lot of the track record that predators had, but, <laughs> but, but believe me, it's really good. Um, so yeah, for films that, um, I got a couple anime recommendations, um, Haikyuu, which is a volleyball anime that's on Netflix and Crunchyroll. Ace No Diamond, which is a baseball anime that's on Crunchyroll. And uh, Bastard 2022 that's on Netflix. Uh, looking cool. for anime to watch. All right. And uh, Frank, what about you? I'm going to have to go with uh, Minions, The Rise of Gru. Are you recommending it or warning I, it? It's a strong recommend. Um it, it it's a lot of social commentary about the plight of the uh, the immigrant from the 1930s, and it really it really hit home for me. You know, Frank. At what point did you stop being serious? Um, I don't know. Probably when I suggested Catwoman. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what my my like my honest original plan was for this. Sure. I had never seen it. I wasn't going to watch it, and I was just going to BS my way through this entire thing. <laughs> you probably could have. <laughs> you probably would have would have been able to do it, and then would have been the wiser. You probably uh, could have. Have you seen? Have you legit seen Minions? Like the first ten minutes, I turned it off. <laughs> All right, so Frank is saying, um, "Don't watch it." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. My most recent thing that I watched, like, you know, Bullet Train, that was great. Um, I actually enjoyed Lightyear. Yeah. Um, I do feel that there was a missed opportunity in that movie to have Tim Allen in it. Yep. I feel like he should have returned, but not for the entire thing. Sure. You've seen Lightyear, right? 
So you know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yep. Uh, cool. <laughs> there we go. Spoiler alert. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, no. Because oh, I do have a. I do have a. Have you both seen Lightyear? Yeah, I, I haven't yet. Not yet. Uh, but the movie opens up with it telling you that this is the movie Andy saw. Yeah. Yeah. But the one thing I want to know is, did the movie Andy see? Was it animated or was it live action? I want to know that too. Yeah. I want to say live action because they look like, they look like, like people. In I their want to know too, and I want to see a toy for Socks the Cat in Toy Story 5. I want an actual Socks the Cat. Me too. Like, they, like Disney needs to get their stuff together and make their own kind of Alexa, but with Socks the Cat. Actually, like, that's a genius idea. Or at least like... Make a cover for Alexa to where it's just like amplifies an Alexa or Google Home. Yeah. Echo Dot. Or we can have the government make it. That way it can actually have that dart in case I get out of line. <laughs> <laughs> Frank, you'd never wake up because you'd wake up and you'd get out of line. Jesus. <laughs> get a dart. <laughs> hey, what did I Frank tweet this time? <laughs> <laughs> uh Nice. Um, the the only like thing I can think of recently. I mean, I mentioned I saw Nope, and I mentioned I saw Bullet Train. I have reviews coming out for that stuff. Oh, Bullet Train is already out, and Nope will come up to Patreon exclusively in a couple of days. Um, uh, the other thing I saw is is my wife and I watched The Gray Man, and um, I don't I don't know if everybody else saw a different movie, but I I just really liked it. Like I it's really not- liked it too. <laughs> It's not like super original and yeah. is some of the editing is bad, but there's some really interesting like long takes and and like, like the editing isn't super choppy, like definitely after watching Catwoman, like the editing's like I think that was that would have been my biggest like could have been a biggest complaint, but I didn't I didn't think it was bad. It's it's not super original. There are some things yeah. that that you that you gripe about ultimately like I liked the movie a good bit and I don't know I don't know what people are out there complaining about. Like I'm, I'm excited for the sequel and the spinoff. Like I will watch them. Like, absolutely. I don't know why people like, like why some people are like, Oh, this is crap. Why is this getting like, cause it's entertaining like, as hell. Like my, my only gripe with that is the, the story backbone itself is pretty generic. Like yeah. it's been overdone a million times. It's a yeah, rough that, like, that I had a hell of a time watching. Like to me, it hit the same way the movie Shoot 'Em Up hit me. Like okay. it just knows what it is, and it went for it, and it was enjoyable. It's not trying for anything great. It's trying to yeah. give you a fun Chris Evans versus Ryan Gosling movie. Yeah, and, and it's that. It's trying I mean, to give you that directors... '90s action movie vibe. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that's oh, what it's it totally a '90s movie. Yeah, like with the whole like government conspiracy trying to kill its operatives that had working in black ops and i was kind of hoping for matt damon to pop up though (laughs) prisoners recruited for uh prison yeah prisoners recruited for for government something government they're seen as expendable like yeah then they're seen as expendable and i think they treat it just serious enough where it works but it also is like it's a wink and a nod at times too like it's it's got really funny moments like quirky characters like Really I'm not like saying it. it's a great movie. I'm saying I had a good huh. time with it. And I, you know, I'll watch anything with Ana de Armas in it. And I'll watch anything with Ryan Gosling in it. 
and I'll watch anything with Chris Evans in it. So, yeah. so you're going to watch the Barbie movie? Probably. Yeah, the Barbie movie looks good. Yeah, let's try it out. Actually, I was, actually, I won't watch Deep Water. But um, anyway, I just yeah, no, I I had a good time. It wasn't anything like super special, but it it accomplished what it wanted to do. I mean, it's from the directors of Endgame, and it's better than Cherry. Everything's better than Cherry. <laughs> it's not a high oh. bar to set. Like. I don't know if it's been talked about on here. Like, I never even finished Cherry. But, like, for that to be their first movie off of Endgame, like, I don't I don't know. I don't know what they were going for. I don't either. I don't think they know. We don't talk about it anymore. They're, they were like, hey, Apple's paying us money. No one's going to watch it. Yeah, we'll do it. That's probably how it went. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and let's make something very different from Endgame, but let's not make it good at all. Anyway, um, yeah, so I liked The Gray Man. You should check it out. Um, don't let, you know, don't let regular perception keep you away from it. I had a good time, uh, and maybe, maybe the initial. I didn't get around to seeing it till after it had been out for like a week. So maybe after the initial, everybody's like, "Oh, that's kind of disappointing." Like, really amped my experience. So it it's still too long, also. But anyway. oh, um, so a public service announcement, though. Jurassic World Dominion is coming out on physical next week with an extended cut. Huh? Huh? And I'm not uh, interested. And the Black Phone <laughs> is on Peacock now. Yeah, super interesting. I love the Black Phone. That's great. Go check it out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So to see that. I like yeah. Peacock. So people subscribe to Peacock so I can keep it going. <laughs> <laughs> keep the lights You're on. You're the one subscriber with Peacock? Yeah. Like, do you know how much free stuff Peacock has given me? Nope. Like, I've been subscribed since day one, and I watch so much stuff on there. They keep sending me emails with free, like for free stuff. Like, when I had COVID, I binged all of King of Queens, and they gave me a free six-month subscription because I was their number one comedy streamer. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's so good. Because <laughs> there's, like, but, three people in the world that have yeah, Peacock. Yeah, there's three people that have Peacock. Them. Like they keep giving me like credits on um one of the food delivery things, like for the grocery store. I haven't used it, but I keep just racking up free credit. <laughs> okay, like, please keep watching, keep subscribed. <laughs> Interesting. All right, yeah. cool. Well, there you go. Get Peacock so you can help Frank before his yep. favorite streaming service goes under. I need to get a promo code from Peacock at this point. The, the people <laughs> streaming service. Yeah, and then and then while you're on Peacock, watch the Black Phone. That movie's great. Uh, well, anyway, that'll do it. Um, so remember, you can follow Frank and uh, Joe on. Oh, we never did that earlier. Anyway, you can follow Frank and Joe on social medias. Joe's on Instagram at underscore uh, or at the Star Spangled Avenger with under Star Spangled Avenger with underscores beneath that. And Frank's on Twitter at FrankM3. I'll uh, I'll put those in the dark web now. <laughs> I'll put those handles in the tw- in the episode description so you can uh, make sure to give them a follow. Uh, if you so desire, uh, and uh, you can follow me on Twitter, letterboxd at Schweitcastle. And a quick reminder the studio, or Sip Pop Writers, is part of the Studio DNA Network. You can check out other great shows at studiodna.media. Uh, if you want to write for sifpop.com, you can uh, get in contact with us, uh, feedback, questions for the B plot, all that stuff. Uh, writers Room at sifpop.com. And if you want to leave us a review on iTunes, if you're listening there, that'd be much appreciated. Uh, next week, I'm talking TV with Rowan and Jack. Um, preview. I've been watching lots of Letterkenny, and we're going to talk about Letterkenny, um, but I still haven't seen Moon Knight. 
or Miss Marvel. Probably some She-Hulk talk because we'll probably record after the first episode comes out. We'll see. And I'm hoping to start some Westworld because I haven't seen this season. So I hope hoping to watch at least a little bit before we record. Anyway, and then next month, Joe and I will talk about something. It's just Joe and I. We haven't picked it out. Howard we'll get, the Duck. We'll get there. No, I got to wait for you to come back to do Howard the Duck. <laughs> um, yeah, can't I'll have two bad movies in a row. Yeah, I can't, so. can't do that. This whoa, whoa, whoa. Probably comes. You gotta said it was to... bad. Catwoman? No, Howard the Duck. Everybody? First of all, y'all need Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Coming from you? <laughs> anyway, uh, we'll we'll announce what we have as we get closer to the episode. You can make sure to catch up on whatever it is. Uh, but yeah, in the meantime, that'll do it. Thanks for sticking around, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks for making this work. Uh, no problem. Yeah, no worries. Cool. And thanks for being patient on the other end. Uh, so we'll catch you later this week with a new episode. See ya. See ya. Later.